Hello there, listeners. Welcome back to Psychology Today, one of the nation's leading podcasts in American healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Carter Hetz. Today, we're going to be switching things up a bit with a guest, a board-certified music therapist. Josie, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Josie Fryan, and I'm a board-certified music therapist who primarily works with autistic individuals. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. For those who aren't aware of what music therapy is, would you mind giving a brief rundown of the healthcare profession? I'd be happy to. So music therapy is basically using musical interventions to achieve non-musical goals. For example, like if a child has underdeveloped motor skills, a music therapist might create a drumming activity to help connect their mental processes to their physical processes. And oftentimes when people hear music therapy, they assume it's just for entertainment, like for people in hospitals or a form of daycare for young children. But what a lot of people fail to understand are the proven psychological and mental goals that can be met through the use of music therapy. Right. That's really interesting. I actually referred one of my pediatric cancer patients to a music therapist for pain management um, as their chemo injections started up. And the results were, they were great. They were remarkable. Uh, the needles were substantially easier to inject because of how you know relaxed they were. Um, so it made it much easier for everyone on the care team. I love to hear that. You know, music has a great impact for many people, but to see the research that supports its place in healthcare is really validating for sure. I understand you work primarily with autistic individuals. Can you tell me more about that? Of course. So the American Music Therapy Association has conducted a substantial amount of research that shows that autistic people respond quite positively to music, which really makes it a great therapeutic tool. Like on a broader scale, we can use music to address communication skills, cognitive awareness, emotional regulation, and a really big one is the ability to maintain attention. Would you be able to walk us through what one of your music therapy assignments or assessments might be? Yeah. So typically I meet with clients based on referrals from their primary care provider or a behavioral specialist. And then each session will begin with an assessment of the client's needs along with the discussion of prior care to kind of get a clear understanding of where the situation lies. And the assessment is really vital in moving forward with the musical interventions because instead of doing like a bunch of different exercises to address a slew of goals, you can pinpoint certain areas each session and then build on them as time goes to be more effective. It's really interesting to see all the parallels between uh, music therapy and uh, other forms of healthcare. I totally agree. I think the professional aspect of the process really increases its validity. Is there a specific client experience or, or something like that that particularly moved you as a music therapist? Definitely. One of my more recent clients struggled with sensory overload, especially with sounds. And this was definitely a challenge to me as sound is the most vital tool in music therapy. So I created an intervention that uses a gradual increase of decibel levels in pitch to introduce sound in a non-threatening way. So the client went from running and yelling when I would introduce my guitar in a session to coming up to me and strumming it himself whenever he would see it in the session. And the parents have told me he's become far less sensitive to noise levels, which makes me really happy. That's a remarkable story. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, any final remarks before we close out? I would just say to support music therapy in any way that you can. The more support and attention it has, the more people it can reach and the more lives it can change. Even bringing it up in conversation with people can make a difference. Since it's still a growing profession, it's not as accessible as it should or can be. Mm -hmm. So the more it's treated as a valid form of health care, the more people can benefit from it. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Of course. Um, as always, we thank you all for listening to Psychology Today.